This is the Reentry Roadmap Podcast, Episode 4. Did you know that returning home is the hardest part of the entire living abroad experience? And that most returnees are left to muddle through completely on their own? Here's the good news. With the right tools, mindset, and community, you can turn re-entry into a positive, rewarding, and even transformational force in your life. I'm Dr. Kate Brubaker, founder of Small Planet Studio, author of the Reentry Roadmap Workbook, and creator of the Study Abroad Reentry Toolkit. My reentry concepts, language, and materials are used by organizations, universities, programs, and returnees all over the world. If you'd like to welcome more insight, meaning, and ease into your reentry, and go from feeling like you're moving backwards to being a confident forward launcher, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Reentry Roadmap Podcast. Hey, forward launchers! Welcome back to the Reentry Roadmap Podcast. I am so glad you're here. Before we jump into today's topic, I want to make sure that you know how to get our free quick start guide for reentry. This is a totally free 10 page guide that will help you find more meaning and insight and ease in your return after living abroad. And it will help you transform from returnee to a confident forward launcher. So no matter why you were living abroad or how long you were abroad or where you were abroad or how long you've been home, I think you'll find it helpful. Be sure to head over to smallplanetstudio.com forward slash episode four to download your free quick start guide. Okay, let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about navigating grief during reentry, especially a sudden or unexpectedly early reentry, like what many people were thrust into due to the pandemic. I'm going to start with a little story. One beautiful summer evening when I was in my mid 20s, my boyfriend called. I was at home visiting my family during a grad school break, so I had just expected our usual nightly chit chat. Instead, however, we broke up. And without warning, my entire life was turned completely upside down. Now, we had been inching towards this destination for months, so the breakup wasn't a complete surprise. Still, I hadn't expected that we'd end things quite so soon, and the way in which it all suddenly fell apart just completely blindsided me. So the vision that I'd had for the rest of the year, the comfort that I derived from having been coupled up for so long, and the mutual friends that I was looking forward to seeing again, all of that just vanished in an instant. And there was absolutely nothing I could do to get any of it back. If you had to return home from abroad during the pandemic, you're probably grieving your own sudden and surprising breakup with the life you were living abroad. And even though you knew that you were inching towards returning home, you probably felt blindsided by how it all suddenly and quickly fell apart. You've no doubt heard it said that the world is experiencing collective grief as we move through this pandemic. And if you had to return home early, you're likely experiencing layers upon layers of grief after being thrust into a sudden and early return. I've learned a lot about grief over the years, both through personal experience and through my reentry research and coaching work. But I learned the most powerful lessons about grief from that breakup that I mentioned. Lessons that helped me navigate future grief-inducing experiences later in life, 
with far more insight and a lot less suffering. Now, I know that a breakup isn't exactly the same as having to suddenly pack up your life abroad and return home earlier than expected, but there are some overlaps. So I thought I would share seven observations and lessons learned from that breakup experience in hopes that it might help you navigate any grief that you may be feeling after your breakup with your life abroad. Number one, I was surprised by my grief. Even though we'd been moving towards going our own separate ways for months, and to be honest, I had been fairly ambivalent about that trajectory, the actual ending of our relationship was nonetheless shocking and surprisingly traumatic for me. And that wasn't something I ever would have expected. I really didn't think that I would react that way when we actually got to the point of breaking up. And I remember feeling kind of awkward about how much it did affect me. And I wondered if I was overreacting and I remember feeling weirdly ashamed by how much grief I did feel. The thing is, grief is a normal and healthy response to loss, any kind of loss. So if you are grieving your early return and the loss of plans and experiences that you were looking forward to, I want you to know that you're not doing anything wrong and it's okay to let yourself grieve. And if you're grieving more than you would have expected or longer than you would have expected, that's okay too. Number two, I had deeply conflicting feelings. I couldn't reconcile feeling so relieved that our relationship was over, yet also so completely devastated. It just didn't make sense in my mind and I remember that really stressed me out. I remember thinking that my feelings should all line up and tell a nice, tidy, linear story. So I remember feeling like I should either be relieved or devastated. Feeling both at the same time just didn't make sense to me. But it's actually okay to have conflicting feelings. And in fact, it's completely normal and especially when you're in reentry. So you can, for example, simultaneously mourn and feel sad about what you've lost by having to return home early, while also feeling immensely grateful that you're safe at home with your healthy family. Your emotions don't have to tell a linear story, and it's okay if the story that your emotions are telling doesn't totally make sense right now. Number three, I was exhausted. For weeks, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat, and I couldn't concentrate on anything. So it was a really good thing that it was during a summer break. <laughs> I ended up having a lot of fun with my friends that summer, but some days it was all I could do to just be a total slug and lay on my grandmother's couch, watch TV, and just cry. And that's because grief is exhausting. So you, if you've returned home early, you're processing not only your sudden return, but also a global trauma and uncertainty and a new way of living and studying and working. I mean, that's a lot to process. So if you're feeling extra tired, if you're having trouble focusing on anything for very long, if you just wanna watch Netflix, that's okay. The good news is that you won't feel this way forever. At some point it will pass and you will get back to normal, whatever that ends up being. In the meantime, I highly recommend you cut yourself some slack, be kind to yourself, and also take good care of yourself physically and mentally. Number four, my grief came in waves. 
At first, it was constant and unrelenting, and I couldn't escape that grief because my brain was trying to process what was happening. Soon, however, the waves were less overwhelming, and then they came less frequently. And later, the waves became much more manageable, and then they receded almost completely. One really helpful thing that I learned during that time was how to just sit with those uncomfortable or even painful feelings instead of shoving them down or denying them or just getting really angry about the situation, which was honestly my usual course of action. I learned to not be afraid of difficult emotions and to simply let them show up, to feel them, because that's all they want, they just want to be felt, and then to just let them recede. So if uncomfortable or painful feelings overcome you, try not to fight them or run from them. Work on learning to just sit with them, even if it's just briefly at first. Remind yourself that even though it might hurt to feel those feelings, those emotions can't actually hurt you. And once they've been felt, they will go away. And this is important because feeling your emotions in reentry is one way to take those reentry rocks that I talk about out of your reentry backpack. Number five, having someone hold space for me helped tremendously. Okay, to be honest, I have always found that phrase kind of hokey, but that's exactly what my grandmother did for me during that breakup. I had an excellent support team of friends and family during that time because, as I mentioned, I was home on a break from grad school. But there was something different about the way that my grandmother in particular supported me. She simply held space for me while I mourned and wrestled with how to move forwards. She didn't judge or try to fix anything. She didn't sweep my pain under the rug or try to rush me through the grieving process. And she didn't burden me with her feelings about how things ended. Instead, she assured me that it was okay to cry when I needed to. She listened while I tried and failed to make sense of my conflicting feelings about the breakup and then also the relationship as a whole. And she assured me that at some point I would feel better. Having my grandmother hold space for me is what helped me learn to sit with those painful emotions because I didn't feel like I needed to hide them or use what little emotional energy I had to make someone else feel better. And attending to my emotions during that time is what enabled me to process the breakup and the relationship and then gain the insight I needed from that in order to find my way forwards. Finding someone who can hold space for you in reentry, whether that be a family member, a friend, a coach, a counselor, a reentry program, or a therapist, can be super helpful in reentry, especially a painful, sudden reentry. Number six, previous unprocessed loss suddenly demanded my attention. The sudden loss of that relationship and the traumatic way in which it ended opened the door to previous unprocessed losses, and I had a lot of them at that time. I remember feeling this immense sense of sadness that I just couldn't explain and that I just couldn't shake. But it didn't make sense to me that it was all just due to this breakup. As it turns out, it wasn't. It was actually thawing frozen grief from several unprocessed losses from my previous reentries. I think by that time I had three reentries, previous serious and important relationships that I hadn't sufficiently grieved and moved beyond, and things from my younger years. 
So that breakup placed one too many rocks in my reentry backpack, and I was forced at that time to simply stop and empty them out. Reentry often activates memories of and feelings about previous losses that we've been able to mentally kind of push to the back of our mind. So you could be feeling loss from several sources, having to return home early, all of the changes to our lives due to the pandemic, the loss of security and certainty and that we don't know what we will and won't be able to do in the, in the near future, as well as previous unprocessed losses from other areas of your life. Number seven, closure is about finding meaning, not saying goodbye. If you had to return home with little warning, you probably feel cheated out of saying a proper goodbye. And because of that, you may feel like your abroad experience lacks closure. You might even feel like your whole abroad experience has been kind of tainted. After our breakup, my ex and I never acknowledged each other's existence ever again because we were so incredibly mature back then. So because we weren't on speaking terms, there wasn't any opportunity for meaningful closure, or at least so I thought at the time. In my mind back then, there was only getting on with my life. While I did indeed happily move on, and I was honestly relieved that we had ended our relationship, it was that sudden and traumatic way that it ended that cast a dark cloud over my memory of our entire time together, even the good times. For years, I felt very little positivity about our relationship. And I wondered if our years together had actually been a huge waste of time. And I often regretted that we'd ever met because the pain of the way things ended just always overshadowed any good memories that I had. I always attributed these lingering negative feelings to that traumatic ending and the lack of meaningful closure. Well, a few years ago, I started researching closure in order to help my reentry clients find more closure when their experience abroad came to an end. Initially, I thought I'd learn how to help people say a better goodbye, but what I learned is that closure isn't about saying goodbye because closure isn't something given to you. Likewise, it can't be withheld from you. So closure is about finding meaning. And the good news is that you get to decide what that meaning is. Now, I hadn't gone into my closure research thinking at all about this now two decade old breakup, but it did come to mind along the way. And I decided, you know what? It's time to just find the last little bit of closure once and for all because it's never too late to find meaning in a painful experience. So long story short, I reflected on that time in my life with the goal of finding meaning. And you know what? That dark cloud that had cast a pall over my memories for so many years, it was just gone. And now it's that meaning that stands out for me far more than that traumatic ending. And I so wish that I had known how to do this so many years ago. So if you didn't get to say goodbye, in the way that you'd planned or wanted before returning home, you might feel like there's this dark cloud lingering over your whole abroad experience. So what I recommend is recognize and mourn your loss. Then when you're ready, work on finding closure by finding meaning in the time you spend abroad and maybe also in the sudden return. It may take some time to process your grief and to be able to recognize and articulate the meaning and if it does take some time, maybe longer than you expect, that's okay. 
It's not something you have to do on anyone's timeline but your own. When you find the meaning, you'll feel a more satisfying sense of closure and confidence in moving forward. And doing this will help you prevent more rocks from being added to your reentry backpack. Looking back now, I see that breakup as one of the most valuable experiences of my life. Because painful as they can be, these types of life-changing experiences, whether breakups or a sudden re-entry, they offer an opportunity for significant insight and growth. And yeah, I lost a relationship that had been important to me, but so many other amazing things bloomed in its place. Things that wouldn't have bloomed had space not been made for them by that breakup. One of them was meeting my husband several months later. And because of the insight that I gained through that breakup, when I met him, I was so ready and prepared for that relationship in a way that I hadn't been before. And learning how to navigate the grief I felt at that time helped me tremendously when I faced grief later in life. Now, you might not be currently in a place where you can say the same about having to return home early and having your experience abroad cut short. And I don't expect you to. But I hope that you can at least envision a time in the future when you'll be able to look back and find the meaning and the challenge and the insight gained from any pain you experienced. The learning and growth that will come out of your sudden, disappointing and early return will help you in ways that you can't even imagine right now. All right, forward launchers, if you want more, we've got a lot more for you over at smallplanetstudio.com, including the show notes for this episode and our free quick start guide for finding more meaning, insight, and ease in reentry. There's also a link to our reentry roadmap Facebook group where you'll find an instant community of supportive people who get what you're going through. And remember, while living abroad is the catalyst, re-entry is where your transformation is made visible. So head over to smallplanetstudio.com forward slash episode four to download the quick start guide so you can start making re-entry the most meaningful and powerful part of your entire living abroad journey. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you'd subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so that you automatically get access to future episodes and bonuses. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you left me a review. The more five-star reviews we get, especially right now as we're just launching this podcast, the easier it will be for other returnees to find episodes like this one. All right, talk to you next time. Thank you.